0: We get ready for next Tuesday when the divisional rounds will get underway. Let's head out to the WaitFor.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy Chris Willis. He, of course, covers the Atlanta Braves for SB Nation, managing editor at Battery Power SBN. And of course, BatteryPower.com is where you can check out all of his work and follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Willis. And Chris, as always, man, I mean, it's good to finally celebrate. Hard to believe, first off, that the season is, the regular season is over, but at least we get to celebrate it, you know, with a high point from last night.
1: Right? Yeah, it was... Uh quite a ride honestly I mean you know I think uh, I think the Braves were kind of pronounced dead two or three different times it looked bleak uh, but you know they found a way to get it done
0: you know I thought one of the interesting things when I was looking at some numbers you know for the months of April and May they were a minus 16 run differential for the first couple of months of the season and then I believe from there and I may be off by a run or two but it was like with last night's game, I think a plus one ninety nine really does speak to how their lineup drastically changed some things around. And I talked a lot about, you know, hitting hitting with runners in scoring position, changing yeah. the dynamic of that. I don't know if that's all of it, but certainly their offense figured some things out as the weather really got warm and headed towards summertime.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you start to see that home run ball come in. And we know how much of a uh, you know, how much of a part of their offensive um uh, system that really is, and then you know, I don't think it's any coincidence either that you know Michael Harris arrived at the end of May, and uh you know and it, it, it thinks that's about the same time Spencer Strider went in the rotation, and you know they just took off um you know, they started playing like what we what we were kind of expecting coming into the season,
0: so let me ask you, Chris, who do you think if you had to pick an MVP or most important player for the Braves this year, who would be your brave of the year?
1: I think it, it's a good question and um I, my vote would probably go to Austin Riley uh but I think Michael Harris did enough in you know down the stretch to at least be in the conversation but you know you remember just a few years ago it was like the Braves were looking for that middle of the order hitter every every season you know it was it was Josh Donaldson it was Marcel Azuna, and then you know Riley just kind of blossomed into that guy he really saved them uh last season 2021 you know, he became that middle of the order, and um, you know, he just kind of carried that over this year. I don't think a lot of people expected him to duplicate that kind of season. I know he uh, cooled off a little bit down the stretch, but you know, I just don't feel like they're there without uh, his contributions.
0: Chris Willis joining us here on the Wade dot com hotline, covering the Atlanta Braves for SB Nation Battery dot com, where you can check out all of his work. You know you and I have talked a little bit about you know I think it's been there's been some disappointment about Matt Olson's glove set I believe a career high for errors and while it's very, very slight, he is a negative defensive war player. I want to say it's literally like point one or something like that, like a negative point one. but Dansby's been outstanding. Michael Harris has been outstanding. you know, obviously Ronnie, when he's playing right field is obviously a terrific fielder. How would you grade, because this has been one of the real strengths of the Braves for the last few years, has been how good defensively they are overall. How do you think they were defensively this year as compared to the last couple of years?
1: Maybe maybe not quite as good as they were last season, um, but you know I still think it's very adequate. Uh, I don't think it gets uh, talked about enough, but I think the Braves are one of the best teams when it comes to positioning. You know, uh, obviously the shift's going away, or the shift as we know it now is going away next season. But you know, I thought the Braves really done a good job uh, of of taking advantage of that, and they, you know, they were very aggressive in 2021 down the stretch. I think they backed off of it a little bit this time, but you know, they've been solid up the middle all year, even with even after losing uh, the Albies and then Michael Harris. You know, I think I don't. I think you're going to have to hunt hard to find the uh, you know, another center fielder, another outfielder, period, that's as good as he is defensively. And, you know, once he got there, it really just solidified Um, because they weren't a good defensive club when the season started. You know, we were talking just a minute ago about their turnaround, and I think think that had a lot to do with it. Once Harris arrived, that outfield went from a a net negative to a positive defensively in a hurry.
0: What do you see as any – decisions as far as the roster goes? I mean, I know you and I have spent a lot of time talking about Ozuna and things like that, but you know, knowing Strider's not going to be available, you know, Ozzy doesn't look like it's going to be available, you know, at least for this round. I don't know how many decisions that there really are. I don't know how much you really change much of anything with this roster as we head to the playoffs on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, the new roster rules, you know, kind of may take a little bit of the drama out of it. Uh, You know, 13 pitchers, 13 Position players, Um, but uh, you know I think maybe there's I I really don't see a whole lot. I think it comes down to health. You know I know they're still they still haven't ruled Strider out. Um, Obviously, I was kind of curious to see what happens with Jake Odorizzi and uh, you know maybe a guy like Bryce Elder. You know I know Odorizzi's got some experience pitching out of the bullpen at times too. He did so in the World Series last year against Atlanta. So, um, but it's not like it was you know it's been in the past where. You see them bring three or four guys up from Gwinnett, you know, and and stick on the roster uh, like they did, I think it was in 2020. So uh, I'm not expecting a a huge uh, surprise to come out of that. Chris Willis
0: uh, joining us on the waitfor.com hotline from SBNation, batterypowered.com, so we can check out all of his work. One of the things I've really liked about Michael Harris lately is him getting a chance, especially against right-handed pitching, hitting in that three-hole. He's really torn up right-handers this year, and I like the idea of taking advantage of both his speed on base and power in that three-hole. You think that Snitger will keep him there against right-handers, or do you think that Snitger will put him back at the bottom and go with that more kind of traditional lineup that, that featured Harris for most of Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, that is high, it is far, it is God. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader.
1: I really kind of think they're going to keep him at the top of the order if, uh, you know, against the righties. I, I You know, I, I think it's good to drop him down, you know, against lefties because he hasn't hit them near as well. But, you know, I agree with you. I like the uh, the dynamic of having him at the top, more speed. And, uh, you know, just be honest. I mean, you look at the numbers. I mean, he's been as good, as good a hitter as anybody they've had over the last couple of months. So, um, you know, I like him at the top of the order. I like to get, you know, I'd like to see him get as many plate appearances as possible.
0: You know, Chris, the way the playoffs are now is they're trying to cram a whole bunch into a short amount of time, and even if it does stretch out, I mean, we're talking, you know, it's still going to be late in November, but my point is, with the way that the schedule starts to get kind of condensed through the playoffs, do you expect Ronnie to play right field every day, or do you think there's going to have to be some times where, given what we saw during the regular season, that they may have to DH him here
1: or there? I think we're going to see him in the outfield, unless you know there's a, a significant setback or, or something. You know, I think that's the plan. I, you know, uh, Snickers talked a bunch of times about how their their best team is when Ronald's in right field, and uh, you know, I think they tried to they gave him that 12 game stretch at, at DH, and and he's looked a lot more like himself since then. I don't know what was what was going on really with that knee then, but it seems like it's calmed down. So I think I think they're hoping he's going to play right field. You know every all every postseason game, but obviously you know if he's if there's a any kind of setback or whatever, then you know they'll have to adjust. But uh, I don't think it's something that they're gonna uh, work him just because of the schedule, unless they have to.
0: You think that you know last year Darno caught every game. You think Contreras gets a shot behind the plate, or you think that they mostly are gonna use him as a DH and then obviously as an emergency catcher if they need a backup.
1: Yeah, with the uh, I think Contreras going to see most of the DH at bats, but you know, like you said, with this condensed schedule, um, you know, they, there may be a time that they actually swap swap places right there. You know, Travis did a Yeoman's job last uh, uh, last year in the postseason, caught every single game, and really wasn't healthy the whole way through, and uh, you know, just, it was just huge having him behind the plate. I think they'll obviously want him to catch as much as possible, but. uh you know, I think Contreras gives them an opportunity to, you know, if they need to, they can get they can get Travis some four bats and and keep him, you know, try to keep him fresh as well.
0: Think they'll platoon Rosario and Grossman in left field? Do you think that's what the plan is going to be for that position?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's you know, I think that's why they got Grossman is to uh, you know to really utilize him against a left-handed pitching. Uh, I think Rosario probably. Probably there, of course, you know the X factor in all this is is Marcel Ozuna. Um, you know, you and I have talked to him about him uh, several times, but uh, you know, he 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 got two starts in that Met series at, at DH. You know, it looks like looks like to me, uh, I would if it was my decision, it'd probably be Contreras there. But you know, I think it's it's a, it's a situation that's going to be interesting to see how they play it out.
0: So you think that maybe he's just. Let's say it like this. Like he's they look at him as maybe just that big bat off the bench. Like if I need a if I need potentially to hit a three run homer coming off the bench, he's a guy who could do that for me. You think that maybe is more of his role than than he actually gets starts, you know, either at D H or left field?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's probably where he's best suited. I do wonder if they face a left hander on the mound, if uh, you know, if he gets some he steals some D H at bats. Uh, he it hasn't really been that good against lefties this season, but you know for his career he's hit them all right. So, uh, but yeah, to me I think that's that. I think that's his role at this point. Um, I know there's been some speculation about whether he'll make the roster at all, but I don't I don't see him dropping him now at this you know where we're at currently.
0: Chris, you think that when it comes to the starting pitching? that when you look at, I I think they're better set up this year than even last year, and I understand there's no Ian Anderson and he was terrific, but let's say eventually they do get Strider back. You think that they play the short game with their starters, meaning five, maybe six, let's get it to our bullpen, or do you think that their starting pitching has shown this year, especially with guys like Freed and even Strider, that they feel like they can ride those guys a little bit deeper in the game because you want to get more to either a matchup with Minter and Iglesias and then Jansen. Do you, do you or do you think that they try to shorten the game up with their starters and get into their bullpen more?
1: I think it's going to be more of a case by case basis. Um, you know, I think it's worked out the last couple of seasons where they've been in that bullpen early. You know, they've really limited starters to just a couple of times through the order, unless it was Max Reed of course. But I think this time, you know, I think if Freed's rolling, you know, they've Snickers should give him rope before. Uh, same thing for Kyle. probably the same thing for Kyle Wright and even the Spencer Strider if he comes back and he's healthy. Uh, you know, I think if they're going, they'll give him a chance opportunity to get through that third third time through the order. But you know, we've also seen them shift their philosophy, and you know, I think it's one of those situations where you'll see that hook a lot quicker, um, even if they start that in and, you know, the bullpen's probably going to be going and, uh, you know, ready to ready to come in if needed.
0: Last question, Chris. Um, I, I don't know how much it matters because I still think the Braves are, are the best team in the National League, but I, I do think that matching up in the next round against Philadelphia, I'd rather see that matchup than I would see St. Louis. Um, I just think that – I don't know. I get scared about this kind of mojo that the Cardinals seem to have when it comes to playoff time, and it's Wainwright and Molina and Pulhos, and everybody's playing for you know one last legacy run. I just, I'd rather play the Phillies. I think we know what we've got in Philadelphia. It seems to me like that may be the better matchup.
1: It almost feels like the Cardinals are in that spot the Braves were in last year, where nobody was really talking about them, and uh, you know they were the third the third, uh, the third team in and nobody was really talking, you know, discussing them or giving them an opportunity. So, you know, there's a lot of playoff history there, a lot of couple of bad memories for Atlanta. So, you know, I kind of agree with you. I'd rather see the Phillies. We you know, we know what, what you're dealing with there and not, obviously not discounting Philadelphia because they're, they're a good ball club too, but just not as strong defensively. Um, I think in, uh, you know, uh, like you said, the Cardinals, Cardinals seem to have a lot of play for and a lot of storylines going in. So, you know, it'd be. I think it'd be advantageous if, if the Phillies pulled that upset.
0: Well, we'll find out over the weekend as we get ready for Braves baseball coming up on Tuesday as the playoffs will start in earnest for the Braves. You can follow all of his work at BatteryPower.com. Check him out on his Twitter page at Chris underscore Willis. And Chris, join us on the WaitFor.com hotline. Chris, as always, man, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes uh, tonight. And we'll chat again here as we get ready for playoff baseball next week.
1: Thanks. I appreciate it.
0: Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez.